Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be joined by Michelle Shinoweth. Michelle has an amazing story. Many people want to write a book or to enhance their business offerings or to help others, to share their knowledge, to inform, to educate, to inspire, but most don't successfully know the way to write, edit, publish, and promote their books. Michelle is a best-selling author, speaker, and book coach, and we're going to talk about all things book-related together. Michelle, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Seth. It's great to be here. It is our pleasure. So let's go back in time a little bit because you've got quite an interesting story. How did you get started? Well, I've always wanted to be an author since I was 10 years old, but that dream kind of faded and got buried as life happened. Went to high school, college, got a job right out of college as a news reporter. And that was exciting and I loved it and applied my writing. Uh, so I did that for several years, and then I had an inkling to get into marketing, <laughs> uh, that entrepreneurial spirit, and uh, got a job at an ad agency as a senior copywriter, and one thing led to another, and uh, oh, my first child was on the way, and I decided to start my own ad agency, and that went on for several years. Uh, had three ch- kids, married three kids, divorced remarried, two more kids. So now we have a blended family of five adult children. And like I said, life happened, but that dream never really got buried. So it resurfaced through all that. And I'd like to say, looking back, I heard God tap me on the shoulder and say to write a contemporary novel that reimagines the story of Job in the Bible. And I felt just like Job at the time I was feeling really down. I had lost a fiction prize when 9-11 happened. It was literary agency representation and the agency was in New York at the time. And they said, well, we can't give you the prize. So that book got shelved and I pursued this new novel against, against my will at first, because I thought, how is that going to make me rich and famous? Right. But it, it ended up eight years to write and got published and did really well. And I got with a small traditional publisher who was doing a line of reimagining Bible stories. So I wrote the next one, got that published and so on. And I started to speak on, you know, to church groups, book clubs, 
uh, small groups at first and then bigger, bigger, bigger. And I was approached to teach at my local college how to write a book. People want to know, how did you get there? And that went online in COVID, another big turning point for me. And I developed my own course to teach writers how to get their books done. It's called Your Book Done Right. The problem with a lot of writers is they go to all these conferences, they go to all these, you know, people, they they try to do it themselves, but they need that extra personal coaching to get it done. I think that makes a lot of sense. And you've obviously had a lot of ups and downs along the way. Why do you think it's such a daunting task for someone to write a book? You've written quite a few. You've helped many others do theirs. Why does it become this big thing that we can't get our hands around? Well, that's several factors usually come into play. Writer's block is a big one. Some say it's just uh, not really real writer's block, but others, even psychologists have called it a real phenomenon where you can't get past yourself, you get stuck. And I actually met with John Grisham on a online book signing during COVID and uh, I asked him that question and, you know, how do you overcome writer's block? And he reminded me of stuff I already knew but had forgotten in COVID, I guess, uh, that you just need to put one foot in front of the other. That sounds simple, but a writer's, uh, a, a chapter outline helps, a writer's plan, you know, have a set time of day, uh, just like any business, treat it like a business and, you know, stick to the schedule, block out all distractions and focus just on your writing, no kids, no phone, no social media, no anything. Just like you would, I say, treat it like a doctor's appointment. You don't take all that in with your doctor's appointment. So treat it like that. And there are ways to overcome writer's block like those. And he reminded me of that. So writer's block, but also I think there's a little bit of imposter syndrome in a lot of writers. They write, but then they think they're a fraud or they think they can't really do this or is it really good? I get that all the time. And the thing is, none of us are born great writers. None of us are born great marketers, right? You have to learn your trade. And that's why I'm here to help them to become great writers. So everybody can do it. Everybody can do it. Awesome. Now you alluded to some of the obstacles in writer's way, um, some self-imposed, obviously. How do you work with writers to help them get through all of that and get their book out the door? Well, in my master class and in my personal coaching, I have them start with that plan. What are their goals? It's like any business. What are your goals? And write down the objectives, the strategies, the marketing strategies as well of how to get there. So they start with that plan and then they start with the plan for their book, whether it be a table of contents or a chapter outline, if they're doing fiction, uh, they need to step-by-step step say what this chapter is about, what happens next, what happens next, what's the next talking point if it's a business book and really flush that out as much as possible because when life happens as it does to everybody and they have to walk away 
let's say they're on chapter eight. When they come back, they look at their chapter outline. They're next on chapter nine. They don't have to go way back to the starting point. That's that's one concrete way. And another is to get help, to work with somebody who will keep you on task. I give homework. I give uh, writing prompts and I keep writers focused and putting one step in front of the other. That makes a lot of sense. Since the advent, I think of um, Kindle obviously made a huge explosion of, and Amazon made it so much easier for people to become an author's. We weren't dependent upon a giant New York publishing house anymore. We could publish our, write and publish our own work. There's been an entire industry that's popped up to help serve writers. How do you differentiate yourself? And even AI now is helping writers write books. I differentiate myself as a book coach in that I give personal help one-on-one like we're talking here, I talk to the writer individually and find out their true goals, find out where they're stuck, find out where they want to get to and how fast and you know what's what's the message of their book. I think that really elevates a good book to a great one. You know, what are they trying? It's all about the readers, right? It's not about the writers. So who is their audience? And I work with them one-on-one and I also honor their voice in their book. Usually some don't know that they've even found it yet, but each writer I've found after many classes I've taught has a unique voice. So AI doesn't capture that voice. Uh, a lot of editors out there, and I know many, um, a lot of writing coaches will just, you know, one size fits all teach, uh, teach that way. And I feel like I, you know, of course, throw in 100% and get to know the writer and their work and help them shape it to get where they want to go and give them information that I've, you know, you can only learn by walking it, by being an author for all these years, by being a speaker, you know, by doing the marketing. Uh, so I teach them everything I know so they don't make some of the mistakes I made along the way. That's a great point. I think we learn more from avoiding other people's failures. It's probably easier to avoid a mistake than it is to just emulate a success. What were some of the mistakes you made that you're helping writers avoid now? I set you up for that, didn't I? Hadn't you did. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my pleasure. I've rushed into things and I always caution writers and any business all of you entrepreneurs to take a pause. I am totally type A personality, jump in, dreamer, uh, Aquarius, <laughs> and jump in all the way and you know, later step back and realize, oh, that might've not been a great decision. For example, I hired a literary agent. Uh, we met at a conference and that person ended up Sloughing me off to a junior agent. There, he worked. He was trying to build his business, but I kind of got lost in the scuffle there. And it was I read the proposal later. It had typos in it, and <laughs> that the junior agent put together. And it was sent out to some big publishers who liked the work, but said no thanks. And after I after I saw the list where it went out, I saw 
you know, those errors in the proposal, which I could have written better. And it was too late. Like I jumped right in. I just wanted any literary agent and it was a mess. So I got with a very small publisher who since went out of business and my books weren't returnable in bookstores. It was a nightmare. And I learned a lot. I learned to be more discerning, to take my time, to work with people who come with references and reviews, right? Um, to do my homework and not be too hasty to jump right in. That's a great lesson. How are writers finding you? They are finding me through several ways. Uh, most of all, through writers' conferences where I teach. So I'm, I've been on the faculty of hundreds of writers' conferences now and other speaking events. Uh, I speak at Toastmasters once in a while. I have given keynotes for big church groups or uh, Christian groups or not, or even secular groups, secular writing, writers' conferences um, all across the country. And when they meet me, we seem to have a bond. So, I mean, not everybody, but those that want my help. And then we circle back and they inevitably sign up for my class uh, or work with me one-on-one. -on -one. And then other ways, I am out on social media, you know, all over and my website. Uh, so mainly it's word of mouth though. When I, you know, or that personal contact and, and it can be over Zoom. Uh, many conferences have stayed on Zoom and that's great that we can meet people all over the world now. And my classes are full of people from all over the world. So that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. What are some of the elements of the most successful books that you've worked on that made them successful in your opinion? Stories that are descriptive. I like to think of a story like a movie playing in my head. I want to see the scene, feel it, you know, hear it. Uh, and even, and especially nonfiction writers, I think one of the most important elements that I bring to the table with them is that development of some story in their nonfiction books. If you keep preaching and you keep, you know, teaching and putting concepts out there, people's eyes start to glaze over after a while. But if you get some, even your own story or, you know, a story out there, preferably towards the beginning of the book, people, you grab people. Um, and he, he did a TED talk that people relate to people. As long as man has been around, they've got around, they've gotten around campfires and told stories and that's how people relate to you. So to work that into your nonfiction and if you're writing fiction, to really develop that. You'll hear me say show, not tell. You'll hear all editors say that. I'm also a, an editor. And yeah, that's one of the most important ways we need to um to let people to to contact people on a human level and make them feel. Uh people remember. Uh, don't remember what you did or what you said, but they remember how you make them feel. Um, oh, help me out. Um, I can see her in my head. Big time writer. I'll think of it. Uh, <laughs> um, 
So, yes. Maya Angelou. Thank you very much. Maya Angelou. Yes, yes, yes. Your your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you're doing? I like seeing the excitement when writers realize they they can do this and then they do it and they hold their book in their hands and most importantly, they get it out there. They listen to what I have to tell them about marketing and, and they market it because it's, it's not all about sales for some people, but it is because it's about getting the message out there, helping other people. So I love when I see that light go off, that they get their books out there and they grow themselves. And, you know, I just have that entrepreneurial spirit like you do. And I also love to write. So I have a project in the wings, uh, looking to maybe turn my books into movies or TV one day. I've had a few pitches out there. And, uh, but mainly I just love helping other writers become authors. That's beautiful. For our folks watching or listening who want to learn more, where's the best place for them to go to learn more about all things Michelle? They can visit me on my website, michellechinoweth.com, C-H-Y-N-O-W-E-T-H. <laughs> um, they can visit me on all social media. I'm under my name. You can find me. Just Google me. And yeah, please get in touch. I'm very flexible and accessible. So if you shoot me an email, I'll email you back. And yeah, I'd love to hear from your listeners. Awesome. Well, we know your time is incredibly valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some with us. This has been Seth Green with Michelle Shinoweth from michelleshinoweth.com. Thank you everybody for watching or listening. We will talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. 49 faces looked to him in triumph. Over the last 12 months, they had each taken turns and promoted his business for a week at a time, driving over $987,342 in revenue. What if you had a network of 50 centers of influence who promoted your business every week for a year? Grab your copy of the number one Amazon best-selling book, The Ultimate Guide to Growing Your Business with a Podcast, at 33% off the Amazon price by going to ultimatepodcastbook.com. Again, that website for 33% off the Amazon price is ultimatepodcastbook.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.